On episode three of the KB podcast, we determine who is to blame for the Ohio State missing the playoffs and raise some L with our Louisville correspondent, Robbie Alcorn. Good morning, afternoon, evening, or whenever you choose to listen to the KB Podcast. I am Kyle Brown, your host coming to you from the great city of Chicago, Illinois. And we have a college football playoff. That's right. The four teams have been set. The matchups are ready to roll. We have games on the schedule. So I want to attack this, though, from a slightly different angle than maybe, you know, you've heard nationally, which is why is Ohio State not in the tournament? They're the Big Ten champ for the second straight year. They're 12-1 and one for the second straight year. And yet, they're nowhere near the playoff, really, eh, relatively speaking. So let's kind of take this, um, you know, by first looking at the bracket, we have Alabama's the one seed, undefeated, no surprise. Same with Clemson, two seed, undefeated, no surprise. And Notre Dame, undefeated, no surprise. So no surprises there. They all ran the table. They deserve to be in. So really the only question was, is it going to be one loss Big 12 champ Oklahoma, one loss Big 10 champ Ohio State, or two loss Georgia, who was runner-up to Alabama and the SEC. And Ohio State finished third in that group. And it really, you go, wow, why is that? And this is where I'm going to help you out. So Ohio State, first of all, you got to look at their schedule. And the reason they did not make it is because of the failures to meet expectations of the Big Ten. That's right. If they want to be upset, they want to know why did this happen, they need to look around at their rivals, at their at the other Big Ten members. And this is why. It all goes back to the preseason polls. And we're going to use the AP poll for this example. So there's five teams including Ohio State, they were ranked in the preseason polls um, in the Big Ten. So Wisconsin was actually ranked number four. And I think Lee Corso won the game day, guys, picked him to win the national championship. And what did they finish? That was their expectation. They finished unranked seven and five. So that, oh, we have a chance against Wisconsin to be potentially a another title contender that's what Ohio State thought they ended up beating a seven and five team now Wisconsin had a little injury trouble at quarterback but come on their quarterback that got injured was far from a Heisman category so seven and five Wisconsin I mean yeah they're still going to pull but unranked from number four in the nation so Wisconsin really fell off now Ohio State then was ranked fifth they finished sixth so you know, they pretty much held held um, held true. Penn State was preseason ranked 10. Now they finished 13th, so <clears throat> excuse me, uh, slightly behind where they were projected, but no huge folly there. Michigan State, however, was preseason number 11, and they also like Wisconsin finished unranked seven and five. Wow! So two top, in the top 11. Two Big Ten teams were projected to really, if you're ranked that high, you're a playoff contender, a Big Ten champ contender. And you finish unranked and are just happy to go to a bowl at the end of the year? Now, the last team that was ranked was Michigan at number 14 to start the year. They did finish number eight in the polls. So, 
Michigan was the one team that finished higher than they were projected. So you say, well, Kyle, I understand the Wisconsin-Michigan State failures and how that would drag down Ohio State. But you also said that they, you know, beat Michigan, who was ranked higher, and then 13th Penn State. Well, let's dive in a little into those teams. So Michigan, here are Michigan's wins, okay? They had 10 wins on the year. Let me list off the teams that they've beat. I know this is going to be riveting, but just listen to these names. Western Michigan, Southern Methodist, Nebraska, Northwestern. Okay, Northwestern, a good 8-5 and five team, but not a playoff contender. They kind of leaked into the 20s there, but, you know, that's not a win that's going to catapult you into the playoff. And they won by three, so a really competitive game. Maryland, Wisconsin, who we just talked about. Michigan State, who we talked about. Penn State. They blew out Penn State 42 to 7. It's a 9 and 3 Penn State team. So we finally have identified a really marquee win for them. Rutgers and Indiana are their last two wins. Those are the wins. So out of 10 wins, there's one solid one against Northwestern on the road. And then one really good, impressive one. So out of all those 10 wins and how impressive Michigan wins and what a win by Ohio State, well, what did Michigan really do? They beat Penn State and Northwestern. That's what they did. This, you know, they, they didn't, you know, that's that's not stacking up. So you go, okay, well, we still have Penn State, right? If you're Ohio State, you go, we still have Penn State. We beat them. Uh, yeah, they're... They're really, um, they're, they're a really good team. Okay, they have nine wins. Let's take a look at their wins. Appalachia State in overtime. Pittsburgh. Oh, Kyle, Pittsburgh played in the ACC title game, right? Yes, but they were seven and six. Kent State, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa. Okay, eight and four Iowa. Not terrible. Kind of akin to the Northwestern um, win that we just talked about that uh, Michigan had. Even though Northwestern, that's a slightly better win. Iowa's not quite as good, but still, okay, you beat Iowa. Wisconsin, who we talked about. Rutgers and Maryland. That's it. Penn State literally has, like, they have one good win. Not not great win. Good win. One. So, when you're Ohio State, and you say, we have basically two wins to point to, and you say, well, how really good are Michigan and Penn State? They, they haven't beat anybody. They just haven't. So I think that's a real simplistic. There's a lot more things that go into it. But I do think that's a lot what the committee looks at. And, and it's really simple. So when you add that schedule up for Ohio State, you go, eh, eh the Big Ten really let them down. It's nothing real Ohio State did. It's not like they scheduled these teams. They're scheduled for them. So, if again, that's the first reason why Ohio State, you know, needs the blame. So, one more Big Ten team that let Ohio State down. What's Ohio State's one loss? Purdue. Purdue beat them, famously, beat them being Ohio State. By 29 points. By 29 points. This is Purdue team that lost to Eastern Michigan. This is a Purdue team that after winning against Ohio State 20 by 29 points, they were four and three, but finished six and six, including a loss 41 to 10 at Minnesota. Minnesota, who needed to win the last week of the year just to become pole eligible themselves. 
So Purdue, as odd as this statement sounds, also let down Ohio State. Because what would have helped Ohio State if Purdue went on to prove themselves to be a really good team? But they didn't. That was Purdue's... You, you take that week away from Purdue, not only do they not make a bowl game, they're not any good, period, in anybody's mind. Um, and then there's one last team. We're moving outside the Big Ten. This is where Ohio State got just a little unlucky. They schedule a game at TCU. That's a good game. That's a great non-conference game. Ohio State always schedules good non-conference. This is just bad luck. TCU, for the first time or second time in like a decade, didn't have a very good team. I, TCU actually finished 6-6 six and six and will play in something called the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah, the Cheez-It Bowl. So... Pretty pretty cool stuff there. So just a little unlucky there. So let's recap. Michigan State and Wisconsin were preseason ranked very high. They finished unranked, just happy to qualify for bowls. Those are two wins that Ohio State was banking on to look very impressive that ended up not being impressive at all. Penn State, Michigan, good. They're two really solid, good, impressive wins. But when you dive into what those teams really are, they didn't really do anything. They're not that impressive. And then the Purdue loss and how Purdue finished after that game and then just getting unlucky at how TCU. So blame your opponents mainly in the Big Ten if you're Ohio State. That's how this is happening to you. There's really no way to fix it. Because you want to win these games, but you need these other marquee teams that are ranked preseason high to deliver. And they just weren't. So when you're sitting, enjoying your Rose Bowl, saying <clears throat> saying your goodbyes to Urban Meyer, Ohio State fans, remember, this: these are the reasons why. It's nothing you really did to keep you out of the playoff. It's what these other teams and why you're going to the Rose Bowl and not the college football playoff. All right, next up, we have a really fun conversation with our Louisville correspondent, Robbie Alcorn, as we dissect the coaching hire there um, for their football team and also get in a little basketball and how they're doing under Chris Mack in their first season. Hey, Mr. Alcorn, how are we doing today? Oh, man, so good. So good, so good. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, talk a little Louisville Cardinals as you have a new football coach. Oh man, we got new everything. We're just turning everything around. Just <laughs> new name to the football stadium, new coach, everything. Everything. A new era of the Cardinals have is here. We still got teeth on the bird, but you know we're making we're making headway. That's uh, never, that's never going anywhere. Never, never. It's you evolution. Yeah, man. So, uh, Scott Satterfield, that's the new Boston town. How does that make you feel? Uh, I think it was the best that we could get right now. I, it's probably the best we could have ended up with. I really like Luke Fickle. Um, I would have liked Ryan Day, but I think he's hanging out until Urban decides his, his headaches are too bad and he, <laughs> he wants to stop for good. Uh, Brown would have been fine. I mean, you know, my Twitter. Um, uh, my yeah, Twitter feel free to plug your, plug your Twitter here, man. Don't, don't worry um, about it. Do at, at Chuggernaut6. Follow. Follow me for some uh, 
dumb Louisville takes um, and some stupid in-game tweets. Um, no, I wanted them to go after a few big names. Uh, we probably would have missed, but I felt like we put all our eggs in the Brom basket and the beginning because everybody says hometown boy it's a done deal done deal and then he says no and then it's like oh this guy doesn't even come back to us in school what are we supposed to do now so then we start it seems like it's a scramble and then we end up um uh, with a few decent names like up and comers which is not exactly what i wanted to do um people will criticize me for um saying less miles on my list or mike leach because they're old i think that I'm going on record. You've got it on on the podcast that I think that Les Miles will have Kansas in a bowl in two years. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, two years? That's all. I mean, it sounds possible because it's only he's six, only get six wins, wins. But uh, it's Kansas. It's Kansas is he's so. working from like like the bottom. So that's true. I really think it's it's either Kansas or Rutgers that is like though just the worst power five <laughs> job. And I don't know why somebody would take those jobs. I, but uh yeah, I mean if he can't do it, I mean that's about as good as Kansas could do is hire Yeah, Fox. dude. I thought so, that way about Purdue too, but now I guess it's it's a hot job, I guess. It shows you if you get a good coach, you know, I mean everything else kind of follows. Uh so you did mention Brom, your hometown boy there, Louisville. Um, but you kind of weren't all in on him as you know one of the few Louisville fans. So why? Why was that? Why? Why weren't you all in on the hometown? I wasn't like I felt like if we ended up getting him, that it was gonna be it would be it would be good. It was gonna be good if we ended up getting him. I wanted to go. I wanted to actually have a coaching search. I felt the same way about the basketball team. Um, when we were going through all that, they basically decided Chris Mack was the guy. I wanted them to go throw tons of money at Jay Wright. I wanted them to throw tons of money at Billy Donovan. Make them say no. Go to them and make them say no. If they say no, then you move on. But, you know, and then people will say, you know, you don't want to, you know, everybody turn you down. But, you know, if you don't go ask, then you're not going to, you're not going to end up with them. So my dream guy for the (laughs) football team was David Shaw. So David Shaw, Stanford. That's right. And, you know, to your point about, you know, you never know unless you ask, you might be surprised you find a disgruntled Billy Donovan in in the NBA, something like that. And he says, you know what, maybe a big college job would be, uh, you know, would fit me more right now. Maybe, maybe it is time to go back. So I I think you're right. You can't worry about who, how many no's you get, because all that matters is you get one yes and it's a good yes. Exactly. Exactly. And money talks. That's true. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all love, you know, coaching. That's what we say. And we're here to change lives. But, hey, man, you're doing it for the money. You're getting paid well. That's why you're doing it. Exactly. And I had, like, inside information uh, um, from a dude that goes yes. to Manhattan. He used to, like, he was, like, a ball – like, not a ball boy, but, like, a, like a manager on the basketball team. That, Steve uh, Mossy. Well, yeah. He, well, he was close to <laughs> And uh, it wasn't mass, they said, but he had heard them talking about, like, if Patino ever left, that Louisville was going to throw the bag. He literally, he said these words. He said, Louisville will throw the bag at Jay Wright. Uh, That's why yeah, I was, I mean, like, so in on it. I was like, go after him with an offer for $10 million a year. We got to get him. But 
Now we ended up with Chris Mack, and I gotta tell you, I'm eating my words. He's, uh, I think he's doing really, really well. I honestly think we'll end up with like a four seed or better, and I think we can make a sweet sweet sixteen or an elite eight. It was pretty solid squad this year. Yeah, I mean, as you know, when you bring up basketball, I think yeah, it's super early. What we just now December, but Louisville's kind of been a little bit of surprise. Uh, was it who they beat? Michigan State the other day, and then um, followed up. Oh yeah, and then we yeah. we played Tennessee pretty pretty well, and um, Marquette. We went to overtime too. Those were both very winnable games that I actually uh, didn't get to watch, but you know I get to see the aftermath on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, getting tested early. I mean, I know you know just from what I know, Louisville being one of you know UK's you know, opponents every year. I didn't, I watched a little bit of Michigan state game and I didn't recognize many names. So I'm not really sure who's the go-to guy, but I did recognize who is the white guy that's just walking around like he owns a joint. Who, what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, oh God, what's his name? Ryan McMahon. See, that's the best. You're even like, yeah, what is that guy's name? See, he just comes in, <laughs> hits a couple name. shots, swaggers off. It slipped my mind for a minute, but it's Ryan McMahon. That's that's <laughs> Dickie. That's Dickie V's boy. He's the one that recruited him. Uh, really? Yeah, re- uh, Dickie V recruited Ryan McMahon. Basically, told Rick Pitino, "Is like, you got to sign this kid. You got to sign this kid. He can shoot it from anywhere." <laughs> and he comes in and. Like, and like now people like I saw a poll the other day. Like, who's the the best three point shooter of uh? I can, and basically they just listed like four white guys. <laughs> yeah, it was Kyle like, Corver, Luke Hancock, uh, yeah. Kyle. No, they admitted Kyle Carrick. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, it's all white dudes. Yeah, yeah. we're we're all stairs. Yeah, yeah, I know we're all about that. It's the only thing we can do. What now? My favorite Louisville player all the time. I know that's a weird sentence from a UK grad. Is Mahmood? What happened to Mahmood? He just graduated, or what happened to him? He, uh, yeah, he graduated. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. Um, that's sad. I love Mahmood. Yeah, uh, he's the man. He, uh, he didn't have any interest really in playing uh, basketball <laughs> after uh, after college. Honestly, um, he didn't. You know, he have any idea? Like, he didn't want to play in the NBA. I think he wanted to do. Um, He's a really smart dude. I think he was in engineering. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he's doing now, but he wasn't. Uh, you could tell towards the end of the year. He just like, I think he was. I heard that he was very. He was very homesick. Um, Egypt, and, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, like he wasn't, and he couldn't go home because of uh, all the you know political reasons and things like that. So he couldn't go home. He was very homesick. So. Uh, he had a rough season last year. He, I thought he was going to do a little bit better than he did, but I don't know. He's, I think he's doing what he wants to do. I don't think he really wanted a future in basketball. So, so two, two very important Chris Mack questions. All right. One, does he or does he not have eyebrows? I think they're just so light you can barely make them out. I hope he does though, because if you get sweaty and that, that's. That's why your eyebrows—they serve a purpose, man. Right? They're like, yeah, I mean, they're I, like. I, the think, I, want, I want to say they're just blonde, like say like a white blonde, but it's, it's hard to tell. God gave us those. They're like God's given sweatband. Keep the sun, keep the keep the sweat out of your eyes. Yeah, yeah we don't need extra sweatbands. We got our eyebrows. We're good <laughs> exactly. to go. You're good. And the second one: How many years into the new? We'll call it the new era of the UK Louisville rivalry until gets a zip them up 
kind of fight <laughs> like Xavier used to, you know. Uh, we some gangsters, you know. I forget the Xavier player. Um, his name was too hollow. It was too hollow. Yes, thank you. Yeah, to all time great or terrible <laughs> moment, depending on who you are in college basketball. That that's one thing about the the crosstown shootout that was so great. That that, that they even had to change the name of the game, didn't they? Yeah. Because it, they was like associated with that last fight with Kenny Freeze. Yeah, can't the shootout anymore. Yeah. Yeah, problem. You came yeah, it's... You Gates. Those guys ruined it. Oh yeah. But, yeah uh, uh, let's see. I I think we got a good, really good like core group. We don't have any rough dudes on our team. I don't think. Kind of no enforcers or anything. Maybe a Koya Gal. He he might get get in there and rough up a little bit. But I don't think we got any like tough guys. So I don't know. Give it about three years until I get one of those dudes with like a chip on them. We had a little technical difficulties in the middle of the conversation with uh, Robbie Alcorn, but I will pick it up here um, for a final couple minutes as we wrap up the conversation. K fans are mad now because you're like, we're like, oh man, why do they have to get a coach that we actually like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bill Murray's hanging out. I mean, you know, it's it's like, oh, this is any fun. Oh, Bert, Bill Murray thing is so overplayed, man. I'm so sick of it. Oh, already sick of it. Uh, weeks in. Everybody's like, <laughs> everybody freaks out because Bill Murray's at our games. I'm like, come on, who cares? <laughs> come on. I don't yeah, wait, I mean, not care. Movie. I, uh, dude, I don't know. I don't understand it. Everybody's so excited about that, but whatever. Get people in the seats so they can see Bill Murray. There you go. Yeah, you, you know, just have them taking selfies all day and you know, if you make the NCAA tournament, you know, just after every bucket, they'll go straight to Bill Murray in the crowd. <laughs> right. But, you know, no matter how many people you get in your seats, those people in the lower bowl is going to be half empty with about three minutes left. No matter. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, I mean, that, that seems to be a problem all around. But, yeah, definitely. I mean, I know uh, Rupp and Kentucky's kind of dealing. Yeah, you got the old. They may be in their seats, but they're sitting there with their arms crossed and their UK blue sweater vest. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, makes some noise. Yeah, everybody wants to sit down and watch the game. So yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, go ahead. You cut out. Uh oh, we got you. We got you. All right, man, man. It must be the 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 moon and the waves tonight or something. But we're gonna we're gonna get through this. So what else? Yeah. You got, so... any, you got any more questions for me? That that's that's about it. But I was gonna go rapid fire with edits, but now that Louisville's hired, I mean, you can still do that to get your instant reaction. But uh, okay, you know, they got the guy from from Appy State kind of killed killed the segment. But uh, we're just gonna let's run through them. You already mentioned a couple. Luke Fickle, you big Luke Luke Fickle fan, coming from uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, lots of UC fans on Facebook. I see. Uh... People posting stuff about him all the time and um, just videos of him like interacting with the community and all kinds of stuff like that. So, yeah, I was I was a fan. I, I like him and I was hoping that he'd come. But um, I think that's another guy that might be trying to wait out for the Ohio State job. So who isn't right? Oh, yeah. So pro <laughs> community service. Exactly. Those are my hard, hard stances. Okay. Now I know you tweeted about this guy is Mike the, the greatest 
like football mind, well, <laughs> maybe the poss- possibly the greatest mind of all time. This dude, he's a character. He's he's won. Uh, was he ten? Is he ten and two or eleven and one this year? They're yeah, I think ten and two. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna are, are they gonna win the Pac twelve? I mean, what's got going on up there in Washington? They lost. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of stuck. I mean, Pullman, it's an awesome place, but I mean, when the game started, you know, I'm lucky enough being Central Time, so I'm about like Eastern Time, like eleven o'clock kicks. That's pretty late. Yeah, dude, I'll get like the first half of their game then, but like the last half, the <laughs> last game that I watched, they played, they scored like sixty points in the first half. I think <laughs> it was insane. I was like, why are we? Why does? Why don't we want this guy? Come on. <laughs> You're just Bobby um, Ball. That's what Bobby Ball used to be. We lost. Just, just ping. Yeah, just, just like a freaking video game. All right. So, pro leech Cliff Kingsbury, too handsome. <sighs> he is a little bit too handsome, and he like he. I don't know, man. I, I don't really have a, a solid stance on him. I mean, he just got fired, so that's true. Uh, but it's Texas, you know. I know, but like, it's just I don't know, Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, he just got fired. You can't hire somebody. Just <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Unless yeah, Mike, that's a Mike, tough style. Mike McCarthy. He was my big guy today. Oh, oh, okay. Go to the NFL ranks, Mike <laughs> McCarthy. That'd be good. That'd be good. Um, maybe he can get like one of uh, Phil Rivers in a couple of years, and you know, hey, that'd be solid. Uh, that was. I think that would work. I yeah, got Blaine Gabbert's brother one time for like a like a month. They decommitted. I think. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, he was good in college. Yeah, great in college. Great, great. <laughs> Not so much in Jayville. I think uh, he's broke. Lane now. Right. Yeah. I th- I think he's still collecting checks. So good for him. Oh yeah. Good for him. Uh, Lane Kiffin. Oh man, that was tough because he's not been great at any like big school that he's been at, but like at FAU, I think that's probably like the perfect fit for him though. It's probably where he should stay. He should never leave because he can dominate that conference and say whatever he wants to say. Like he can be like, it's, it's like being like a, <laughs> it's like being like Saban of like, uh, like the minor leagues. Want to thank Robbie Alcorn for coming on the pod. Once again, our, some of our conversation there kind of, uh, couldn't use the last minute or two of it as we wrapped up the auto quality just wasn't there. So I apologize to him for that, but appreciate him coming on nonetheless. Really fun conversation there. Don't forget to follow him. Chuggernaut six on Twitter. Um, and we'll wrap up with a little bullet points here as we finish up episode three. So I kind of wanted to end, um, didn't really have a third subject I want to really deep dive into. So we'll just hit up some bullet points here. Um, maybe that's what we'll call this type of segment in the future. Bullet points, get some production going, you know, bullet points, you know, kind of six pack a question for Mel Kuyper, you know, that kind of thing. You know, maybe, maybe there's room for the budget. We'll have to, we'll have to move forward and check it out. But Urban Meyer retires. Um, not shocking, I think, to a lot of people. A little, a little predictable. But the interesting part to me is Ohio State just decides, yeah, Ryan Day's the guy, the OC. We'll just make him the head coach now. Um, and we have already had a lot of Ohio State talk, but 
that's interesting to me. You're Ohio State. Like, go do a coaching search. I bet there's a lot of really good coaches that weren't available for other schools that would be available for you. And Ryan Day's never been a head coach, I believe, ever. So this is a big job for somebody to just take over. So I'm not sure I really like it. I'm not a big hire the loyal assistant guy, but I don't think Ryan Day is necessarily the old you know, loyal assistant either. He, he was a, he was rumored for a um, lot of uh, OC jobs in the NFL last year. So, you know, I don't love it. I don't, I don't dislike it. I mean, Ohio State knows what they're doing when they hire football coaches, but I think it's interesting when you look at, you know, recruiting battles with Harbaugh, Dan Tony, you know, Franklin at Penn State, and even Mark Stoops at Kentucky, who is recruiting the heck out of Ohio. That's a lot of name brand power that Ryan Day now has to go up against. So I'd be interesting how that evolves. Not necessarily saying it's going to be a failure, but I, I just was very surprised by that. Secondly, I'd be remiss after talking Louisville. Now my UK brethren um, would be, uh, or sisterin, is that, is that a word? I'm not sure. All my UK fellow alums and fans and everybody out there. Um, you know, if I didn't mention the basketball team, the reason I haven't talked to UK basketball anymore because they really, outside of the Duke game, that was a disaster to start the year. They've been going through kind of the 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 uninspiring part of their schedule. You know, everybody plays these games against you know lower division teams. That's what UK's been doing. Why everybody's been in Maui and and playing in all these tournaments. Now that it's December, UK has a huge month. They play North Carolina, Utah, Seton Hall, Louisville, Kansas. So a lot of big games coming up. So we'll be getting some UK talk. But just just want to mention there's not a ton to go uh, go off of. You know, they've had one marquee game. It didn't go well. But um, they've been improving as I've been watching their games. Um, obviously, with Cal, it's a young team, and they're evolving. And we'll see how that goes. The one thing, though, is we need more out of our sophomores. Very excited to have three sophomores come back from last year's Sweet 16 team. They're not producing. Again, not even 10 games in. It's not even Christmas. Nothing to get worked up about. But just want to throw it out there. We'll get in some more UK conversation as the year progresses. Um, another football coaching move that kind of shocked middle of the season, Mike McCarthy leaving um, the Packers. I think this is a pretty cut and dry. Him and Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers were not getting along. So what did they do? They they sided with the talent and the quarterback. Duh. Be interested, you know, the Packers is one of those, you know, marquee jobs, you know, all of the Yankees, something like that in, in football. It's just one of those jobs. So be interested in who they hire. Um, you know, Mike McCarthy's been there so long. It's it's odd to see somebody else on that sideline with Rodgers. But, you know, I think now with McCarthy gone, people are going to be blaming Rodgers if things don't turn around starting next year in Green Bay. So be interesting if Rodgers kind of becomes the villain here late in his career running off a coach uh, if he can't get along and succeed and maybe get to one last Super Bowl. Um, so that that's something to watch. Something else in the NFL is I read an article from uh, Pro Football Talk I retweeted at Kyle Frank Brown um, that my coaching prediction for the Bengals' John D. Filippo is not getting along with his head coach in Minnesota. 
and John D. Filippo being the offensive coordinator of Minnesota. Um, and the article compares him to Hugh Jackson um, and his time at Cincinnati. So if that's not an omen, I don't know what is. So Pro Football Talk retweeted that saying that D. Filippo is acting like Hugh Jackson was in before he took the Browns job in Cincinnati. So if that's not an omen, I don't know what is. And the last thing I did, I wanted to kind of circle back. In my first episode, we talked about the Jimmy Butler trade. Since that trade on... Um, November 12th, the Timberwolves have gone 9-2, and two, or I'm sorry, the Philadelphia 76ers, who Butler is now playing for, has gone 9-2. and two. The Timberwolves, who got rid of Butler, are 8-3 and three in the tougher West. So both teams seem to be thriving. I think Butler adds that element of a go-to guy for Philly that we talked about a couple episodes back. Because Simmons and obviously Fultz with his trouble, they don't really have a go-to guy that can drill that drill that shot, go one-on-one at the end of the day. Butler's add that um, for them. And then Minnesota, I think, has that burden off their shoulder. So they're now playing free. They don't have this guy that, frankly, they just didn't like. They, the young guys in Minnesota just did not like Jimmy Butler, and I think he didn't like him back. So actually, I don't think. I know that to be true pretty much everybody does. So pretty interesting. Both teams are thriving. This might be one of the rare, hey, we're all winners in this trade scenario. So just wanted to run by that. Um, so before we get to our three favorite things of the week, don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Pod, and I will always tweet out the link to the most recent um, podcast here of the KB Pod. Uh, my Twitter feed at Kyle Frank Brown. So my favorite three, my three favorite things of the week as we wrap up here are I got to go to the Big Ten title game, Northwestern Ohio State unbelievable atmosphere um i don't know if all big 10 title games are like that but you had the perfect you had the huge fan base of ohio state and then you had the northwestern fan base which isn't used to being there so they were like jacked up to have this opportunity so it was a great atmosphere packed to the gills crowd and that stadium um lucas oil is a great big game master cannot recommend going to seeing a stadium enough whether it's for a Colts game a bowl game do they have bowl games I guess this is basically their bowl game the big 10 title game but highly recommend it was awesome awesome sports experience um also um shout out to the older British woman I rode in a uh, lift with um earlier this week she was hysterical shout out her and the fact that sh- uh, shout out also to our old pals down in Columbia South Carolina is they got their first NCAA tournament win in over a decade over the Colorado Buffaloes. Huge win. Huge shout out. Very proud of everybody down there in Columbia. Keep up the good work um, there on the volleyball court. All right. Thanks, everybody. That'll do it for episode three of the KB podcast. Appreciate you listening. Don't forget again, subscribe, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Pod. Check out the Twitter for the recent episodes. Appreciate you listening. Have a good one.